but it's a lot of money as a non-value added penalty. No, we any win in the six, seven figures is it's, is huge. It's in the, the frustration of spending these hours of doing something that yeah. you don't see a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. That's what also it's intangible to, to quantify it, but it's it's amazing for the people. Welcome back to Bots and Thoughts, the hyper automation podcast sponsored by Salient Process. I'm your host, Jimmy Hewitt, aka Mr. Automation. Welcome to another special guest episode filmed live at OpEx Orlando. Asia Stankova leads business transformation at PPD, a Thermo Fisher company. She is beaming with energy and experience in the world of process improvement. Her team focuses on increasing customer satisfaction for external customers and internal customers through process improvement and automation. Most interestingly for me is the amount of business value that she and her team can tie to employee satisfaction. Process improvement not only checks this nebulous box, but by improving a process for an employee, they stick around for longer. They get more done. There's less turnover, which means less recruiting, hiring, training. The list goes on and on. Focusing on employee satisfaction has layers and layers of tangible business value. Listen in to hear her method that she employs to do this and more live from OPEX Orlando. Nice. We are here with Asia, PPD's leader of business transformation. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat Thank with us Thank you today. for inviting me. It's my pleasure. I'm really looking forward to this conversation. I'd Same. love to start off with getting to know you a bit. Sure. Tell us who is Asia and <laughs> what are you all about? So um, my name is Asia, Asia Stankova. I work at PPD, which is part of Thermo Fisher. Um, I've been in the company for about five years. Uh, my previous experience have been in the laboratories. I spent most of my time being a medical technologist working in the hospital laboratories. And about um, six years, this opportunity presented. Um, and I jumped in because it was one of the things I really wanted to do one day when I grow up. <laughs> and I just grew up a little faster. <laughs> so... Um, I jumped in because when I was doing my grad school, one of my professors said, yeah, yeah, you're going to go in hospital administration, but I don't see you just sitting in some desk and just saying, yeah, I'm going to sign this or sign that, you know, protocol or something. You have this inner um, energy to go and change things. You want to move things around. You want to see how it looks with this thing or with that thing. Um, mm. So... She was one of, my, one of my professors, and she said, look, let's go and talk with the advisor, and these are all these courses, all these paths that you can take, and just see if you like it. Um, it just took me 20 minutes when we met with the advisor, and she kind of lay out the paths that I can take. Um, and we work with her and with my uh, professor, and we kind of shape the classes in addition I can take. Um and in the next year or two, I just jumped in 100%, 200%. 
and start developing as a performance optimization, business transformation, any names that are out there, yeah. just wanted to change the world uh, in our professional settings, yeah. mostly in the laboratories, but then this also transcended into other business units. Um, and that's how the job and the possibility with um, PPD came along. And I was hired on the spot because of all the things that I already accumulated as a practice, theoretical and practical knowledge. So it's been a really, really good plus five plus years. Can't complain. That sounds yeah. awesome, Asia. Yeah, you yeah, definitely very... have the spark, yeah. the spark of transformation <laughs> to ignite transformation in your organization. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that is what you're all about. I can't yes. wait to unpack that Please. and get into it. Um, I would love to get your definition on what is business transformation. You lead business transformation for PPD, a thermo Fisher scientific company. Uh, people have different definitions of business transformation. Uh, me, for example, I have four or five different, let's call them circles of my business transformation Venn diagram. Uh, mine are hyper automation, business strategy, mm -hmm. industrial engineering, software engineering, nice. and then let's say uh, change management. So those are my five pillars of business transformation. But we're here at OPEX. Everyone, all 350 attendees have a different definition of business transformation. So how would you define it? Before I define it, um, I just want to say that um, PPD part of Thermo Fisher is a very, very, very big company. We are 130 plus thousand individuals around the world. Mm. The business unit that where I work is our um, global central lab laboratory. So we are about 800 or so. Um, and that's where my team and myself, we come and do this business transformation for that particular unit. Mm -hmm. However, we do collaborate with all other business transformation uh, leaders and managers and directors and vice presidents in the entire company. As I said, we have a very big company. Mm -hmm. um, so my definition of business transformation will be, I probably can take the last one of yours, change management. Mm -hmm. Business transformation for me is also strategic transformation, uh, market share transformation. I would say also that it's a um, mindset transformation, but not from the point of change management, but from the point that you want people to get involved on their own. You you do not give them the the you do not give them the the vision but you wait for people to develop their vision and how these two visions can merge. Mm -hmm. And you place that plateau for them to grow and see how they can develop. So it's, it's something, I don't think it's out there as a methodology or something, but I have discovered as I work with different people that, yeah, we come here with the communication, change management, things like this, but they don't see it. You know, you, you present all these, you know, the first stage, second stage things. But I want to provide opportunity for people to, for them to come up with the idea how we can change mm -hmm. and how we can merge with a corporate strategy. Mm -hmm. 
Um, that's that's profound. Yes. It sounds like if you can get or extract a vision from your team, then they will be that much more likely to work towards creating that vision as reality, as opposed to telling that person on your team what the vision is. Yeah. Yeah. So it's one of these things that you kind of, if I can make that, I, I use a lot of analogy. So if you can take your kids, well, yeah, you're doing this very well, but what about we explore this? So you open the door and you open the path for your kids to come up with the idea that you want them, but you didn't give it to them. You let them, them come up with, and then they merge with what you want them to do. Mm-hmm. Very, very kind of diplomatically yes. you know, smart. Oh, you came with that idea. Such a delight, you know. Socrates Um, would be very proud. Yes, because, again, change management is beautiful. We do change management. The company is great in doing change management. But, again, somebody gave you their vision. I want Mm -hmm. people, my people, my team, you gave me the vision and see how we merge with the corporate vision. So let's get into it. What's an example of a vision that you and leadership have set? And then what's an example of a vision that you've extracted from your team and how do you merge them? And what are the next steps to achieve them? Great. I have great example. So the, our leaders and the business that we were doing, especially during COVID, you know, we couldn't travel, we couldn't go to places and show people. Um, Our leaders just came and said, you know what, we have to have some kind of a visual thing. It's very basic. And most of the, most of the things we do, most of the people, most of the things that we implement, it's not the Eureka moment. Oh, look at how smart I am. I discovered the world, the wheel and everything else. There's the small things the small things that people just overlooked Mm -hmm. and they make a difference. Yes. So they said, um, one of the examples, they said, um, we have to have a chance how to present the things to our clients without traveling or without, you know, being there. Mm -hmm. And everybody's got, okay, we can have team meetings, Skype meetings, whatever was, you know, at at the moment. And then, I had a meeting with my team and I said, guys, we have to come up with something. And, you know, people start brainstorming and this and that and that. And suddenly one of my top team members said, what about we do a type of a process map, but we incorporate this and this and this and this. And I'm listening and I'm, oh my gosh, how nobody think about that until now. One one of these small things that we just overlooked, we Mm. didn't, go deeper, but because I opened the door for them to really unleash their imagination. And I tell them every day, I tell them, this is what we need to do. These are the guidelines. And then, but what about this? No, don't tell me the details. Go and unleash your imagination. Come up with whatever comes to your mind. Let's talk about it tomorrow at 10 o'clock. Let's see what you come up with. So again, Process mapping, visual things, very basic. Everybody can do it or most of the people do it. But the way they came up with the, the way they structure it, mm-hmm. 
the way they incorporate a, a PowerPoint, PowerPoint template with a map, and then they just put few kind of one of these characters from these cartoons. It made it so much fun. Mm -hmm. It's a professional process map, but you have all these great. characters that, that walks you through and you kind of, you know, with the faces or smiling faces or wandering faces or things like this, because you let them, let them just do it oh. without them. Oh, you have to do this and you have to do that. You didn't, I didn't put any, any restrictions how they can do it. That's a and, great example. And, and they just did it. Amazing. We're selling this type of visuals right now like crazy yeah like hotcakes oh okay oh, 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 oh i like that can i have it so okay let's make a business of it yes for nothing i mean just just came out like that wow it sounds like the leadership set strategy there was to improve the either client experience or the communication with wow. your client both that was the mission those were the missions and you asked your team, how can we do this? Mm -hmm. And they came up with, not the leadership, but the team came up with an idea to use a combination of process maps and characters. I'm familiar with the uh, characters in PowerPoint that okay. have faces and emotions. Yeah. Yeah. To combine them yeah. on a PowerPoint to show, I'm imagining PPD, a clinical trial journey from beginning to yeah. end. Yeah, yeah, a certain process, yeah. A certain yeah. process. Yeah from beginning to yeah. end, what happened. Um, sounds a bit like a, a customer journey map as well, but, but it came to life. I don't have a name, yeah. Sure, sure. I don't have a name yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Um, that's a great example. Yeah. And and the outcome seems to be exceedingly positive. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if there were metrics that you put around this transformation, um, if there were metrics that leadership needed to achieve that you did end up meeting or exceeding? Were there metrics on this? Or? We are developing these metrics because it's so new. Sure. Um, we are measuring, you know, the satisfaction of our clients. Yeah, net that, promoter score, NPS. No, we're just developing it right now. We're just mm -hmm. coming with a, with a definition of what we want to measure. Mm -hmm. Because as I said, it's kind of from February, we start doing this. Mm -hmm. Um, and I wanted everybody to, you know, do, see how you do it. And then all these clients that were dissatisfied, we send them again another survey later and said, okay, what do you think of this map? We can yes. we improve it. Can we do this? Can we do this? Mm -hmm. and, and, and they were just amazed that, okay, is there a, something we can buy these things or how you do it? No, it's our, our pattern, yeah. if you will. Yeah. Um, oh, so, so cool. um, it, it's really, really interesting. Um, it really bright my heart thinking yeah. how the team came up with this. So is that where the majority of your focus is on improving the client experience and the communication with your clients or are um, there other areas you're also transforming? We are using this maybe about 30, 40% right now of our business. Mm -hmm. The rest of the business, it's more working in kind of internal processes, internal projects that we work with our internal clients sure. and stakeholders with a different business transformation units. 
um, you know, in each of the laboratories we have, they have, you know, new instruments or new processes. So we're kind of working on one-on-one with each of these laboratories to see how, where we can get some, mm-hmm. some more books for your money, if you will. Sure. It's all about time and money. How right. much time and money can you create and save for right. your clients and for your internal clients? Let's- but also, it's, if I may, yes, it's not only about the money, because one of the bigger problems the company have is the turnaround time of people who are leaving. So employees sat, employee right. retention. Right. Mm. Because if person is frustrated of doing their daily job, they will leave. And here we, when, when we come, we talk to these people and we don't talk to their manager and say, oh, are your people happy or why are they frustrated? We go and talk to the people who are doing the job and said, what bothers you in doing your job today? And what are you hearing? Different things, you know, process, or I'm not hurt, or I wanted to do this, but my manager or whoever didn't let me do it. And, and we become this bridge between the employee and the manager. As far as process, we don't have anything to do with HR, you know, this personal stuff. Yes. But as the process, because they're saying, I want to do this, and I know because I'm doing this for three years, five years, 20 years, and I know if I change this, the thing's going to be better. And they we, have the answers. They have the answers. They just maybe don't have the the way of presenting it. Like so a business transformation team would. We sit, we map what we have, we show the difference what they want to do, and we run it by the leadership, and I said, hmm, that's a great idea. Yes. It's the small things. Yes. I I cannot say that we do this gigantic things and we say billions of dollars of the company. Yeah. We do these small things. Yeah. We make the, the little guys happy. And when they're happy, they stay, yeah. they do their best, they give their 200% of their time and energy, mm-hmm. and we all win in the end. So that's beautiful. Let's unpack that a little bit. What method do you use to interview, maybe process, map with those internal clients, be them managers or individual Mm -hmm. contributors? And then once you map out your process, I'm assuming you identify opportunities Mm -hmm. to improve. Uh, Maybe there are bots you can build or automations you Mm -hmm. can build. Mm Um, and then once you have a collection of opportunities, how do you analyze them and prioritize them? And then to finish off, how do you go out and implement them? Is that your team or a different team that is responsible for implementing? And then finally, how is how's the outcome <laughs> or impact measured? So kind of the whole process yeah. from sitting down yeah. and yeah. tell me how does this work to a year later, how has this gone for you? Right, right, right. So we have the whole process lined up. When somebody reach out to us, we have these forms, templates, whatever you want to call them. A3s? That, um, we, 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 we call it exploratory okay. form. And we have a, a template with 20 questions that kind of cover everything, you know, hmm what is it that you want to accomplish? Yes. Who are your stakeholders? Uh, uh, what's going to be different? Are you going to save any money? Are you going to save any time? Because as I said, it's not always about the money. The money comes. The money, the money will be better 
but if you just focus on the other things that are going to lead you to the money. Yes. I think sometimes we are short-sighted with we just concentrate on the money yeah. because you're going to put this Band-Aid, yes. but you're never going to fix the problem in their debt. Yes, especially the the executive stakeholders. Right. They're responsible for a P&L, a profit yeah. and a loss. All right. And it's hard to quantify those soft costs, those soft benefits of the employee experience that speak to employee retention that in the long run saves a ton of money mm -hmm. in rehiring and training mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. time to value. So totally agree. So, so it's not just time, money. It's why are you submitting this request? Tell me about the whole experience. Right. Right. And, and, and here is the beautiful part. I don't have to deal with the money. Okay. That's, they have to deal with the money. Mm -hmm. I just have to present it to them the whole improvement mm -hmm. and we quantify it in the end by telling them what we saved by measuring them before and after. Yes. And mm -hmm. I don't have to bother them with the small details, what I did, how I did it, you know, what we, you know, all this groundwork, they don't have time for this. Mm -hmm. I just give them the final report and then, okay. Um, but your team does that. You get yeah. the 20 questions back. Yeah. How many? No, we sit with the people. We oh, you sit, sit with, with them. People. Yes. Okay, we, we have the questions. We send them the questions so they can think about it. Yes. And then we have a one-on-one -on -one meeting with Great. the people. And we minutes, ask, whatever, minutes. 30 minutes, 60 minutes, whatever it takes. Sure. I don't go by the time that I have to have 60 minutes and, you know, rush it. Mm -hmm. This first initial meeting is the most important part. Mm. If I don't get it, what the pain is, how deep the pain is, and why there is a pain and what are the other symptoms, I can go along and I'm always going to be missing something. Yes. So we start with 60 minutes. If we need a follow-up, we set up another 60 minutes or 30 minutes, mm -hmm. whatever it is. How many of these do you do per day, week, month, year? How many of these meetings do you do? You do? Depending how many people reach out to us, we can have a, a week with seven meetings and we can have a week with two meetings. Sure. I mean, it depends who reach out to us. And if you have a backlog or a list of, yes. of, of these opportunities, yes. about how many are there? 10, 20, 100? Right now on the backlog, we probably have about 17. 17. Yeah. Okay. And resources are limited. You can only do one at a time. Yes. How do you prioritize one over the other? Is it first in, first out? Is it, do you have a, a criteria or a rubric yes, or yeah. a grading scale? Yes, we have about five questions and we have a point on these five questions and depending how you answer, uh, it's assign a number. Mm -hmm. So in the end of the day, you know, we draw the line, I mean, the, the system does it, yeah. uh, the, the, the program does it and who, whoever comes with a higher score, we kind of prioritize that one. Mm -hmm. However, we do look this and we also, but we also look the other impact because, you know, some of the question is, is that improvement going to improve the life or the process for, you know, 100 people, 200,000 people or something? And of course, the higher score goes to the higher impact, uh, impact of, of people or um, how much money are we going to save? It's going to be 100,000 to 100, you know, about 50, you know, half a million, whatever. Mm -hmm. Very important questions. And this, you know, the higher you go, the more bigger number you get that increase your score. But at the end of the day, we also sit and say, okay, this project is going to increase 
the profitability or the daily life of 100 people. But these 100 people are the key that's going to fit up into another five processes. Mm. Yes, they score 120 versus $360 one. But if I don't come and take care of these 100 people with this project, which is going to take me two months versus the one that has 360, a score, but it's going to take me six months. From this one, I'm going to impact down the road the process for 10,000 people. Yes, they score 100. Oh, well. How do you see that? You're talking about the second order impact. We see it because we know the business. And, and, the and people do you visualize got, the business? Do you have, say, business architecture or capability maps? Or is it in your... It's mostly in our head at the moment. As I said, we are very new business. We just, you know, business transformation exists probably for about two and a half years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's still so smart to think ahead, not just on this use case or this transformation. Yeah. How will it impact others? Because yeah. I, I, I work with a lot of people across the entire organization have participated or led a lot of other projects that are cross-functional, not just with our 700 people, which we have four locations around the world, but I also have worked with other labs and with other clinical sites. So I know where the impact comes. I just know the entire pharma business, where it comes and how it's impacted. So we sit with my director and with some other key members and we kind of, okay, this is, this is, and I don't want to go too much because some of this, I don't want to release too much because some of this I'm going to talk on my presentation tomorrow. Um, But is the things are connected. So I don't want to say too much, but again, I know where the things lead and who is impacted. So this help us. The, you know, the few of us sit and we said, okay, we have 100, a score of 100, and we have 360. Yeah, it's a number, but dig deeper. There's more. There's more into it. That's great. I love that. Um, I don't want to hold you up from our next session, so I've got one more question for Please. you. Our audience loves detailed dissections of <laughs> use cases, specific use cases. Um of the 17 opportunities in your backlog or of opportunities that you've worked on in the past, what is an example of one that comes to mind? The, uh, the process map with the character in the PowerPoint mm-hmm. presentation was a great example. Yeah. Um, but what's a, an internal example that, that you could share with us? You sat down with someone, they told you about mm-hmm. this problem, you analyzed it, you prioritized it, it was on top, so you implemented it. Uh, what was that problem and what was that solution? So one of the problems, we, we that particular problem that I want to give you an example was that we were not complying with some of the federal agents with um, CAP, CLIO, or some of the other agency that certified us, mm-hmm. which means that our business can be shut down. Mm-hmm. So we sat with the key members with the supervisor and some of the uh, subject matter experts. And we defined the entire process because the process was very long. It takes you about two hours to fill this form. Mm-hmm. Nobody has two hours. Mm-hmm. And you make mistakes because you're rushing. Mm-hmm. 
So we simplified the form. We made it more automatic. You know, we went to SharePoint, created the form, you go in details. We make some links that can auto-populate some of this information. Mm -hmm. And the end of the day, you spend 30 minutes. Unfortunately, it's, you know, it's a long time, but it's not two hours. So right now we are the very, very, very minimum findings in this in this process. Um, again, it comes from human error, as always, mm-hmm. most of the time. Sure. Um, we have new folks who are joining the company. They are not kind of, you know, as experienced, um, but from 80, 90% of finding errors in this process, we are down to 10, 15 on a given month. So this is a huge improvement. Wow. This is, this change, we had backlog from cases and and, and findings that were not closed from 2016. In one year, we closed everything and we are current in all these processes right now, in 2021. So when a non-compliant event happens, you have to report that. You report it. And there's a backlog of those reports. I'm still not entirely clear on on the problem. It sounded like there's a in-lab process that happens that had a higher percentage of errors mm-hmm. than the business would expect. Right. And by mapping out that process in a more efficient way, mm-hmm. or was it reporting these events was made more efficiently that you were able to... Um, report and log more faster and, and thus clearing the backlog? Was it? We simplify the process. The process of? Submitting these forms mm. and investigating the event itself. Okay. Because the investigation of the event, what, what went wrong was too long. It was too cumbersome. That was the two-hour process. Right. Investigating it. Okay. And, and documenting it. And documenting it. Right. Okay. So, you know, now you spend 30 minutes doing this. There is still tasks that needs to be done down the road. Sure. But at least that that part of documenting it yes. and putting it into the system mm-hmm. so people can, because it's a bottleneck. Yes. If you don't investigate it and you don't yeah. put it there. The first step. Nobody can do anything. Right. We, we just sit. That's a great example. We, we don't do anything. That's and a, you can sit for weeks. Example. And I'm sure you can quantify that. How yes. Many events, oh, yes. Two hours yes, per event. Yes. Down yes. to 30. Minutes. Yes. You save thousands of hours. Thousands, millions of dollars. Yes. In fees. Fees. Oh, yeah. And, and, and if you do not have the right data to submit to our government agency, you're penalized. Yeah. So we paid a lot of fees, which we eliminated almost completely. How much did you eliminate? I don't have the exact number. That's not in my alley. Other other folks are dealing with that. But, well, each of the events is about two, three thousand dollars. And if you have about 140 a year, Mm. so I don't know, do the math. (laughs) Like two to three million. That is great. We love business transformation. Yes. I mean, it's amazing. Tons of value. It's here. amazing. I mean, you know, big companies to 3 million is probably dropping the bucket, but it's a lot of money as a non-value added penalty. 
No, we any win in the six, seven figures is it's, is huge. It's in the, the, the frustration of spending these hours of doing something that yeah. you don't see a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. That's what also it's intangible to, to quantify it, but it's it's amazing for the people that yeah. we work for. Yeah. yeah, we love that. So hopefully there was. Yes, that was so fun. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. It was fun talking with you. Thank awesome. you. Well, Thank enjoy you. the rest of your conference. Thank you. You too. Appreciate yeah. being here. See you around. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another episode of Bots and Thoughts, the hyper-automation podcast sponsored by Salient Process. Be sure to never miss an episode by hitting that subscribe button wherever you're listening to this. Get your hands on more content like this by following us on LinkedIn and YouTube down in the show notes and say hello. We'd love to hear your thoughts, perhaps even on an upcoming episode. Stay tuned for more episodes of Bots and Thoughts, the hyper-automation podcast Brought to you by Salient Process.